Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. Hey everyone, welcome back to Living Electric, episode 5 of season 3. I feel like the season is going really quick. We're already 50% over. <laughs> I know, yeah. Halfway yeah. through the halfway through the season. Yes. Well, we have a fun episode today. We have my husband Tyler with us. Hey everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him a better intro than that. Yeah. We go, we got to start hyping up our guests. You got to go okay. through the whole yeah. resume. Yes. Like yeah. what's the You got to you got to hype me up first. Okay. So, I met Tyler in 2014 and <laughs> Yeah, so Tyler is an auto enthusiast. He has driven performance cars for many, many years. Um, in fact, his most recent project car was a 94 Mazda Miata mm-hmm. that he pretty much rebuilt from hand uh, and would take it to different racetracks across pretty much the Midwest for about two years. Um, and then every time it broke, you would fix it and go at it again. <laughs> so Tyler has extensive auto history. He's always been very passionate about automobiles. And uh, I definitely think that your new uh, enthusiasm for electric vehicles has been kind of blossoming for a few years now. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. <laughs> I feel like it's always been there, but I feel like the last couple of years it definitely has been. There's more options to yeah. pick from. that's true yeah yeah it was rough there like kind of the early years of evs when like like matt was saying last week we had the we had the nissan leaf the chevy bolt and the model s that was like the three options in 2014 (laughs) and now we've got like an incredible list of vehicles out i know yeah yeah it just seems like every day there's like new unveilings and you know new ones are coming it's nuts So hopefully that was a better uh, in- intro <laughs> for Tyler. Definitely, Definitely struggle with intros. This is probably why you do it on every episode. <laughs> but for today's uh, episode, we're going to be getting a perspective of Tyler, or Tyler's perspective of switching to an electric vehicle. As everybody knows, we have a Volkswagen ID4, which is Tyler's main vehicle. And then we are also going to uh, talk about what it was like meeting me, how annoying I probably am to Tyler, <laughs> and how our love blossomed, just like your love for EVs. And uh, and then also how my obsession with EVs kind of fell onto you. So are you guys... Yeah, I was wondering, is was like cars how you guys like bonded initially? Like, was that one of the things that kind of connected you initially or or was it something else? I feel like that was one of many things, yeah, to be I, honest. I think I, I have this really clear memory of, like, I think the first month you and I started hanging out, uh, sitting on a couch looking at car scoops. I remember we yeah. were going through, like, <laughs> the, the, we were, like, obsessed with, like, the Lexus back then, like, the spindle oh, grill yeah. that they have that looks like, you know, like, the Predator. <laughs> um, but I have this, like, clear memory of us just sitting there bonding over cars. Um, but I actually think tattoos was the biggest like starting point for us really okay yes. yeah the tattoos and the cars came after that yeah. <laughs> and then food probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i definitely i think cars have become our like main conversation point like tattoos have kind of faded to the side since they're so expensive but like we True. pretty much yeah. talk about cars all the time now. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because yeah, you had a list of uh Going back to like EV options now, you had a list of like twenty or thirty different cars that you were looking to replace your uh, yeah. <laughs> your your old car with. <laughs> yeah, so our our old ICE car was a Volkswagen Jetta that we had leased 
or at least that was my decision to lease that at the time. And just being a car enthusiast that I am, I literally had about 25 cars and the pros and cons for each and why I would pick that car. <laughs> you had like a whole spreadsheet going. I had a whole like, spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and every day I'm like, what's new? What's new on the list? <laughs> yeah, was this, a, was this a tier list or just a, just a random assortment? Did you like rank them at any point to say like, here's my, my number one? And they, they were tiered based on like the class. So like a coupe or a wagon or a hatchback. And then also like, price point if it was like a used car like a certified pre-owned or like new and then also like in terms of i also did kind of like a fun factor just because i <laughs> a lot of the cars on my list oh yeah i forgot you did do that <laughs> I, I did a fun factor because a lot of the cars on my list were cars that i've driven in the past both on the track or on the road so i already knew what they were like so i just added them and i'm like ah, let me just rate these cars in a fun factor form you know and then everything else was secondary <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was the one car that we almost got instead of the ID4? Weren't you looking at a Miata? Like a brand new Miata? Yeah, we. I almost bought a 2021 Mazda Miata RF, which is one of my dream cars, even though it's gas. <laughs> that, that's one car I can't fit in. Uh, no. So for the listeners, since you can't see us unless you watch our YouTube channel um but tyler is 5'4 and i'm 6'1 so there's a big height difference between us and every time we go to auto shows i always try to fit in cars and tyler's like oh i'm so comfortable (laughs) that's a that's certainly a blessing in the car world is being shorter because you can fit in every car whereas like it's the opposite for us (laughs) (laughs) at least we can see over the hood of most cars i can't yeah no you can't that's funny but yeah i think i think the convincing point of the ID4 was getting a chance to do an overnight test drive of it. It was our our dealer. We put in a reservation originally for a all-wheel drive Pro S, um, but then our dealer got the demo that we ended up purchasing, and because we bought so many cars through the same Volkswagen dealership, they knew that we wanted to go electric, or at least I did you know, from an ex-car, so they allowed us to have an overnight test drive, and that honestly just sold me at that point. I'm like, oh, no, I'm sold. Like, this is it. Like, this is what I want. You know, it had all the features we wanted, because one thing, the amount of cars that Brian and I have had is absorbent at this amount. We've yeah. had way too many in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Together. Actually, I think in the first year of dating, I switched cars three times. Three times. Really? Yeah. 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 Just like trading them in or did you like sell and purchase a new one? Uh, definitely trading them in. And that's trading. why we're in the financial point right now with the bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cars are generally not a great investment. So no. it's a bad habit to have for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think it was always something that like we like bonded over. Like I, I know the, the one car Tyler had a 2008 Jetta. Is that the car that you mm-hmm. had when we first met? Oh, and I had an Elantra before that. I think you always had the Jetta, Uh -uh. like when we first met. No. Oh, you had the Elantra? I had the Elantra. I uh, (laughs) definitely forgot that part. I had that for just a few months, then I got rid of it. Mm. It was a uh, straight-piped Jetta, so like it sounded like a lawnmower. Wow. Yeah. 
And Dang. yeah, it had a lot of parts added to it. <laughs> the, yeah, the dashboard looked like Christmas because like all the lights were on, like everything yeah. was failing on that car. It, yeah, everything was failing. Yeah, but but I I think that that's how we you know like bonded was like over cars, and then I think with me getting my position with Tesla that like kind of established electric vehicles for us. Because I always brought home Model S's, like, almost nightly. So, like, yeah. we always had, like, one in the driveway. We and... took it to campus sometimes, too, yep. like, in our undergrad days. Yeah. That was a blast. Like, We'd everybody would stare people. at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my biggest flexes, uh, Model 3 day, uh, somebody who used to write for uh, Electric, John Jiven, he reserved a Model 3 through me, and he um, wrote in there that I was the driver of the P85D that he saw around campus. And awesome. it was. <laughs> that, that was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, fun fact that a lot of people probably don't know is that I actually proposed to Tyler using Teslas. Um, we used a Model S and a Model X. So uh, EVs, I think, have always been kind of that. But I think cars have always been, like, the main yeah. kind yeah. of bonding point for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Tyler? Do you think you would have gotten into EVs like you are now if you weren't with uh, Brandon? Do you think you would have made that switch, or you think you'd still be driving like a, a Miata or some other gas car? Answer carefully. <laughs> <laughs> there might be divorce papers tomorrow. No. <laughs> Climate change doesn't happen. <laughs> so I I think for me, my one of my dream cars that is now completely unaffordable by any means, at least currently for us. I always wanted a first-gen Tesla Roadster from mm. 2007, 2008. Always wanted to have one. And I know I could fit in those, so I know I could actually get one. I cannot. You cannot <laughs> fit. I can fit. I've tried. <laughs> but, and then, I think that's one car I always aspired to buy. And then when I worked for BMW, I got to work when they were launching the i3 and the i8 for the first time in 2014, 2015, 2016. So that was cool to be able to experience their electric platform. And I knew one day I would have one, but I, it, like if I wasn't with Brandon, I probably would have one. I just don't know what it would be. Like I might have a Nissan Leaf, you know, gotcha. or who knows what it would be, but it would be, I probably have at least one electric car, but I feel like part of me would always still have some sort of, sports car like a miata or 911 or something like that i'd probably have two cars <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the sentiment i've heard from a lot of people is like even if you're a car enthusiast you understand like that's where the industry is going like i have no problem switching to that that's definitely the future but like you can still appreciate gas cars and like they can still be enjoyable it doesn't mean you have to like hate them or like completely <laughs> completely give them up yeah just don't drive them a majority of the time. Majority should still be EV. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think a lot of friends that we have who have EVs, but also like performance cars, they'll drive the week all electric, and then on the weekends, that's when they'll drive their gas cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I did with the Miata when I still had it, the 94. I would just drive the Bolt and or the 94 during the week for work, and then weekends I would just do the Miata. Now, now it's just the ID4. Now it's just the, the ID4. The poor bolt. I don't really touch the <laughs> just, bolt. <laughs> just <it's... laughs> When's the, the last time the bolt was driven? I'm curious. Uh, this past week, right? We had to pick up Harvey. 
Yeah, we so we call that our uh, dog taxi for yep. everybody who's listening. We are we have an older pit bull who is very lazy. He's very capable, but very lazy. And he stops in the middle of walks, and we always have to circle back to the house, grab the dog taxi, which is the bull, and pick him up. And that car smells that's like the, a dog that's taxi. The only time it gets driven, unless we're going to yeah. Costco run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that poor car really just sits there. It, has, it actually has spider webs in the charge port. I found that out the other day. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Come on, GM. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Was it – have I ever – now, I want you to answer this very honestly. Okay? <laughs> it's turned into, like, couples therapy here. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> The truth comes out. <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, so I've always actually wanted to record an episode called EVT, like spill the tea on EVs. Um, but so have I ever been like my obsession with EVs? Has it ever been annoying? Has it ever been annoying? I don't know if I like, I feel like because I enjoy cars so much, I feel like it's not annoying. But... Raymond's <laughs> like biting his tongue over here. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like for a quick moment though, when you worked for Tesla, that's all you focused on was Tesla. But then once you graduated from college and then worked outside of Tesla, then I feel like you expanded your love for more EVs after mm. that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you had. I mean, you have Tesla tattoos, so yeah. for those who don't know, Brandon has two Tesla tattoos, so it's like you, I know how much you love the brand, you know, but I feel like your obsession was on Tesla for the longest time, and then now it's just every EV, mm-hmm. pretty much. That was a good answer. <laughs> yeah. That's acceptable. That was acceptable. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see it being, especially if you're not a car person, and like somebody's going on and about i feel like about any car though like not evs but specifically like that could get annoying real quick but i think that's that's the mark of a good relationship that you both uh yeah. <laughs> both appreciate cars <laughs> and can can listen to each other ramble yeah. about them so we do every day every, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, actually i don't think we talk about anything else except cars and dogs <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. yeah in content production in now content, yeah <laughs> Yeah, let's do. You, do you want to get into that? Because Brand or uh, sorry, Tyler is now helping out with videos. He's a uh, he's no longer uh, I guess a co-host now on the Everyday EV channel. So what's what was the decision there, and what what prompted you to get into that? I feel like that was the ID four, honestly, like mm. buying the ID four, and I'm like, I kind of want to do videos, like because you know that the ID four is a brand new product and still is, you know, for a lot of the markets not only in the U.S., but across the world. So I feel like I wanted to share our experiences, you know, as as owners for the ID4. Um, and then honestly, like, I think, like, once I did, like, my first video, I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. It's a lot of work, you know, behind the scenes, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. for sure. So, and then, I don't know, I, we just started doing videos, and then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's really nice having Tyler be a co-host because it not only takes 
uh, some of the weight off of my shoulders in terms of like production. It makes it more fun when you're recording with somebody, especially when you have that, you know, that chemistry with somebody. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's so what everyone comments on too. They're like, oh my God, you guys have like great chemistry yeah. like in your videos. So yeah. it's like, I feel like we naturally work super well together in a video. Yeah. And, and Tyler's always been there. He's just been behind the camera. Like, you yeah. know, like he, he's... <laughs> Tyler is the type of person that keeps me grounded when I'm recording. Like I, <laughs> I tend to get stressed and like kind of like overwhelmed and like I kind of like forget to like live in the moment. Yeah. And Tyler, especially like our Tycon video, like that that's a fun fact. That entire video, even though like on camera I seemed so relaxed, the entire video behind the scenes I was so stressed. And Tyler had to tell me like a handful of times to like just take a breather. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. all good. <laughs> yeah. So like to, to be able to like have that ease of conversation when we're producing videos, it makes it a lot more fun. For um, sure. So I'm really glad that Tyler decided to be a co-host. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're, now we're taking a trip this weekend. Yeah. We, actually, all three of us all were going us to That's Los right. Angeles. Yeah. 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 It's interesting doing car videos because like the only the reason I wanted to get into like video making was like, I saw a lot of people making tech videos and I always Mm -hmm. thought that was like super cool. Like you can like get a really nice camera, take these like really good looking shots of like a phone or a tablet or a laptop or whatever. And like create a video about it. Like it just looked really cool. And I was like a big fan of tech stuff, but then doing videos on cars is like completely different. Cause usually like you can't go out and like buy a car for a weekend, do a video on it and then like sell it. Like yeah. <laughs> that whole process is a lot harder. Um, and cars harder. are really expensive. Like they're harder to find, like letting somebody borrow, like letting you borrow the car for however long. So you're usually under pressure making these videos a lot of times. Cause it's yes. not like, it's yeah. not like you have like days to put a video together. It's like you have this, this small window to get all the footage you need to create a video, <laughs> which yeah. is really yeah. stressful. It is. It is. And I think that's one thing a lot of people don't realize. Like they see the end product and and Mm -hmm. that's how it is a lot with like social media. Like whatever somebody shares, that's pretty much what they see. And I think that that's one thing it's good to be transparent about with people who are interested about producing stuff because it's it's a lot more than you anticipate. But for sure, have fun with it. Yeah. You know, so Alex, I have a question for you. So you brought up, you know, that you were like interested in like tech videos and like, you know, producing things like that. Then you got into cars. So I know you had a vlog a few years ago, like when you were in college. <laughs> so how, how did that experience with like vlogging turn into your experience with like recording cars? Like, did you find any correlation between the two? I think the biggest thing. So the background on it all is like my sophomore year of college, I got really into watching Casey Neistat, who is like a like world-class YouTuber. Like he basically brought like world-class filmmaking to YouTube and like did his own vlog. And like that really inspired me to like try that same thing on my own channel. But obviously I was a really like crappy filmmaker. I was like had really crappy camera, like was not comfortable on camera, like just everything, like bad formula for creating a vlog or any kind of video online. <laughs> but you but, did it though. <laughs> but I did do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like I always try to find like relationships to, uh, or like metaphors to sports. And like, I would, I would equate it to like getting the reps in and a lot of practice, like at like game speed, if you want to call it that, like, like in basketball, since I played basketball, like shooting just a ton of like jump shots or like 
working out in the gym alone before you go play a game like is is the best practice and that's kind of what it felt like like i i made i think 90 videos in 90 days <laughs> like oh my god like it was crazy the amount of like time i put in um editing shooting like everything i was like completely alone uh that summer i was only like working i was doing nothing else i didn't know anybody in the city i was living in so like i could really focus in on that and i think that's really like what helped me the most is like understanding the edit process, like knowing how to create a story, like all that kind of stuff. I was never like good at it, but like I got a ton of practice trying to like improve on it. So yeah. 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 So, so in a way it prepared you to like what you're doing now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it directly got me into like, Oh, now I want to make car videos. I think that just kind of like was the nature, like the natural evolution of like, me creating content that's just kind of like how it ended up because i like really like renewable energy but also really like cars like i knew i wanted a tesla um and all that kind of came together and like especially when i got my car in like 2019 it was still a very new car like not a lot of people had them (laughs) and like now i see them like every day it's crazy (laughs) like i can't drive on the street without seeing an ev um but it was still very new thing back there so i thought i i had something unique there that i could could share with people so do you and now think we're here we'll, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> do you think we'll ever see a return of the vlog maybe i think the most recent like vlog style video i had was the um when i went to battery day last mm. summer mm-hmm. um i kind of vlogged that whole that whole trip because i think i thought it would be interesting for people to see like through my eyes at a tesla event um yeah. so Maybe I think if there's like a big EV event or something like that, I might do like some some vlog t- style stuff. But I am like so bad on camera. I feel like when I'm around other people, <laughs> if it's like <laughs> if it's just me alone in a parking lot or like alone in my office, I'm like way more comfortable on camera than like out in public trying to talk to myself. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that has taken a lot of practice. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I've actually gotten to the point where I'm comfortable with doing that, but I tune out everything else, which is yeah. kind of like a danger. <laughs> you know, it could be dangerous. True. <laughs> yeah, takes practice. That's kind of so. how you have to treat it, though. Like you're do- like I always treat it like I'm out here doing my job, like which doesn't like which isn't very sexy to say, but like <laughs> like because it like should be a fun thing. But yeah, like you're out there doing like doing work. Like if somebody asks, like here's what I'm doing. Like I'm a lot more confident. In, like telling people what I'm doing versus like, it's obviously a lot more accepted nowadays too than, uh, than it was even five years ago being like a YouTuber or content creator. Mm-hmm. So, so that know. actually, I have a question for you. Did you, this is for Tyler. <laughs> I guess I should <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> so did you ever have any interest in like content production before you met me? Hmm. I guess I, I thought about it, like, off and on. I feel like because I watch so many YouTube videos, and, you know, I follow so many people, I'm like, ah, that'd be so cool to do one day. But I think I thought, like, I could never... I think for a while I didn't think I was confident enough to be on camera. But I think one thing that really helped was my vlog-style road trip that I did in 94 over mm. the summertime. I'm like, oh, no, I can do this. You know, I'm like just chatting with people at like you know charging stations and talking to friends about like what i'm doing so i think like i didn't think i could do it until i actually tried it Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay like this isn't so bad i can actually do this like it's not terrible i don't know i guess i thought too much into 
not doing it when I oh. should have been doing it. I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I like, I don't know. Have you ever ran into that, Alex, where you like kind of like talked yourself out of content production? Oh, for sure. I do it all the time. Like to this day, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I I've got too. a really good idea for a video, but then I like start thinking about it. I'm like, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then I talk myself out yeah. of a video that like, yeah. I've done that before where I'll reluctantly make a video and then it'll be like super high performing too, which is like wild when I like, don't always put my full effort into it, which is yeah. like, I should just like make all the videos I think of cause it'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely, I run into that too. I mean, like when I started, like I, I always talked myself out of it. Like, I, I think the most amazing thing out of like content production for me is that like it's helped me build my confidence. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you guys both know that like I'm so extroverted, but also like introverted at the same time. But like, <laughs> I I always was so scared of putting myself out there for like the fear of that, like what, what will I get back from what I'm getting, you know, sending out there. And it's been incredible. Like I, I can't believe all the stuff that's coming our way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the confidence. I think for Thanksgiving, I said the one thing I was grateful for is that hard work pays off and it does just Definitely. put yourself out there for sure. Yeah. yeah anybody it, that's, uh, interested in content production or like thinks it's easy or like, Oh, I could do that. Like go try it. Like <laughs> it's yeah. usually not, yeah. not as easy as you realize. Um, the hardest part I think that like not everybody is very good at is the consistency. And I know like we even struggle with that with, <clears throat> excuse me, with this podcast is like, it is hard to do things on a consistent basis. Like you can be good, yeah. but like being consistent is better than being good most of the time and like putting yeah. out consistent stuff. So yeah, that's, that is, that's one area that we are definitely working to improve on. 2022. <laughs> for, for next year. For 2022. We're, we're putting together a business plan. You know, we're trying to structure things, but also still have fun with it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a very uh, deep and therapeutic episode. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Couples yeah, so therapy. This is, behind, this is behind the curtain than, uh, yeah. <laughs> more than what you probably hear most of the time. So I think that segues nicely uh, our content production conversation segues nicely into our our trip coming up this weekend did you want to chat about that and like some things we might be seeing yeah so for everybody who's listening um there is a uh, a youtube channel called out of spec motors and um especially if you're interested in electric vehicles i'm sure you've heard of this channel uh kyle connor is the host and, you know, they, they just do all this incredible educational efforts when it comes to everything electric vehicles and pretty much everything cars mm -hmm. related. Um, so they are doing their first EV Media Summit for 2021. I think this is their first ever in uh, Los Angeles, California. So the three of us are traveling out there. We're going to get a chance to record some pretty incredible cars. Uh, you know, for example, like the Mercedes EQS. Uh, we'll be able to see the Rivian R1T, uh, the Audi RS e-tron GT, which is a mouthful. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but we're going to get two full days to record and experience these cars, which is an incredible opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Um, I think the thing I'm most excited about is getting out of this Ohio weather for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think yes. it's supposed to be like 70s and sunny the whole time we're there. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> feel the uh, seasonal depression for, for a brief moment. <laughs> Temporarily, yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, this sounds like a really cool event. So, so thanks to Kyle and his team for putting this together. Um, 
our plan is after this, so we're going to go out there this weekend, record. Um, by the time this will be posted, we'll be heading home at that point. So unfortunately, yep. we can't get any uh, get any like uh, uh, questions from people or things they want to see from the event. But we'll uh, our plan on the next episode is to talk about kind of like our our EV wish list or like our dream yeah. <laughs> EVs. So it'll be nice seeing all these cars in person um, to actually see them and experience them because i know it's, yes. it's hard yeah. even at dealerships and like getting opportunities to see these cars so is there one you're you're most excited about seeing for for both of you you go first <laughs> <laughs> so i have two well i've already seen the one but i'm excited to have more time with it the polestar oh Since yeah we're gonna be renting oh the yeah i completely missed that yeah we will be in a polestar 2 as our uh rental car enterprise has a whole electric fleet (laughs) and most of them are uh polestars so that's pretty cool pretty cool yeah um i got to see the seattle auto show and test drive it but i'm excited for us to spend more time i think the car i'm looking forward to the most is probably going to be the rivian the r1t I it, that's like a dream vehicle for me is that truck with like I I told Brandon like I build that thing so many times I'm like okay I want <laughs> the Amazon blue you know I want the uh, the tent you can get as the accessory and the kitchen because we like to camp so I'm like I'm so excited to see that in person so so excited. yeah that that's that's one car that I'm I'm excited to see in person I mean you've already seen it driving down the highway <laughs> yeah from a, from a distance going uh 70 miles per hour in the wrong direction yeah um, yeah we were uh we were headed to Indianapolis for Thanksgiving and um Mallory about jumped out of her seat because I was like look 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 like yeah. from a from like she was like half asleep I'm sure yeah. um and uh yeah there was a Amazon blue Rivian R1T driving the other direction on the highway I like I saw the the like big light bar up front first yeah. so that t- that tipped me off and I'm like I had to do like like little double take and I'm like that color is not a normal color so yeah yeah it was it was cool that's awesome yeah, I, I think the the one car that I'm excited to get behind the wheel is the um, Audi RS e-tron GT. Mm. Um, since we've already had the opportunity to drive the Taycan 4S, um, I'm excited to see that and get behind the wheel. Um, and I would say probably the Mercedes EQS just because I want to experience the, the um, what do they call it? It's the Ultra, what's the big screen? I oh, like I don't it. know. It's some like crazy, like fifty-inch, like wide Isn't screen like that goes ultra... across the whole dash, right? Yeah. What is it called? Oh, the hyper screen. That's what they hyper call it. Hyper screen, of it's course. Yep. Fifty-four inches of total screen across the entire dashboard <laughs> of <laughs> that car. Excessive, so excessive. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> what about you? What's What's the one car? I was trying to think because, like. Um, I like the R1T, like you're saying. Like, I think now that I've like seen a lot of the cars, I feel like they're they're kind of one and the same in a way. Like, like not that like EVs aren't different, but like we've seen a sedan, we've seen a, a like SUV slash crossover EV. We yeah. have not seen electric trucks yet. Like, those no. are very much on the like cutting edge of EV technology, if that makes any sense. Um, where like we just don't have a lot of them right now, and that's like a huge. Um, huge vehicle class that like is completely untapped in the ev market so that one i think i'm most excited about um the other one is the um 
is the e-tron gt as well because i've been trying to find one at a dealership around here that'll let me drive it but they're like kind of tentative about it so (laughs) (laughs) but uh i really like the styling of that one too i think it Mm -hmm. like it looks like an audi and like i feel like audi i really like the audi styling generally like i really like the way the r8 looks and the um like even some of their just like a-class cars i think look really nice so oh yeah 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 and, and that's where i think the e-tron gt is such a winner because yeah. it, it has that audi design language and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just beautiful yeah yeah i'm excited about that one i'm trying to you know alex i had a question for you about this weekend um oh so another cool thing about this weekend is where we are going to be mainly filming is at the um giant charging plaza that they have in pasadena california where there's over 40 charging stations uh a mixture of tesla superchargers and then ccs and chatamo chargers yeah so that's gonna be pretty cool to see that's almost like seeing the future (laughs) yeah for sure i'm i'm excited about that i think it's because Kyle tweeted about it earlier today. He's like, there's going to be, I think it's 22 superchargers and 20 CCS slash Chatamo stations. So I don't think I've talked about my job on here, but currently I'm a, I'm a sales engineer at Greenlot. So like what I do day to day is, is sell EV charging. Um, and the unfortunate thing is like, I'm not out in LA. So it's like hard to see some of these stations sometimes. So it'll be good, like being on the ground and seeing different, different hardware yeah. that we sell um in action and charging cars and all that kind of stuff is always is always kind of good to see and uh put your hands on stuff and see how it works versus yeah. just just uh <laughs> looking at powerpoints so yeah that'll be that'll be good for me i think oh yeah well we could definitely plug the polestar into one of those green lots chargers for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I am super excited about the polestar as well um i really like the styling of that car too yeah yeah the the polestar is a really nice in person it, it's actually smaller than i thought it would be it's i would say it's, it's literally like bottle three size yeah really it's, it's that small like, it's mm-hmm. yeah interesting I, I think the back seat feels the same if not maybe a tad bigger but yeah. it is like model three size i think if it has the if the rental that we're getting has the glass roof it'll feel more open than the one okay. that we sat in that at the seattle auto show they had like the steel the steel roof the steel roof mm. um but like it feels tighter than the model three like it's definitely more like driver focus in terms of the, yeah. the dashboard layout yeah. yeah is it a is it a hatchback Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like okay. a sportback, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah. that's like a yeah. weird class of vehicles because it's like halfway between a <laughs> like sedan. And, and yeah. I feel like the hatchback. term crossover would be a better fit there. Yeah, but, it's not, but it doesn't really. I mean, it's four wheel drive, but it it's not really crossover shape. No, though. I meant the mixture of like hatchback oh, with hatchback sedan, and, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Or if hybrid wasn't used for the you know hybrid sake, <laughs> then maybe there. I do have to say. The one vehicle I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how you and Alex fit into is the um, Archimodo. Oh, the FUV. yeah, actually, that that's. <laughs> did you look that up, Alex? That I Archimodo? did. Is it like a tricycle, like three wheeled vehicle? Yeah, yeah. I think it can go up to like fifty miles per hour. It's eighty. Oh, it's eighty miles per hour. Up to like eighty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just looked up a video of it. Alex, we, we should get a photo of you and I in that thing. <laughs> tandem in the... Yeah, tandem. 
Yeah, we'll we'll flash some photos of it up on the screen for the for the YouTube watchers, uh, but for the for the listeners, it's like a it's a three wheeled vehicle. It's got two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back, and it it literally looks like an enclosed golf cart. Yeah. Um, does it <laughs> yeah. tilt at all? Like when you turn? I I think I think so. Like just, the cart slightly, slightly so like it helps okay. with like corner uh, cornering. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting vehicle for sure. It looks like fun though, because like I was watching a video today and it's like the battery pack, you literally sit in the center of the battery packs, like your legs are on either side of the battery pack. It's kind of weird. Wow. I'm kind of curious to kind of see what this looks like in person. (laughs) I am too. Yeah. They, I think they have them in markets like Key West and like places Mm -hmm. that you can rent golf carts, but if you want to do something more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. That should be a fun one. This should be fun. Yeah, and and then I think another thing that we're doing this weekend um, that might not be set in stone anymore. I'm not sure. Is the Angeles Crest Highway drives, mm. like going along like in the like the the valleys and the canyons. So that should be That'll fun, be especially if we get a chance to do it in the Audi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what vehicles are going to attract the most people there, because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Tesla is super popular in california so i feel like like there's going to be a plaid there hopefully sunday um yeah. i'm not sure like how many people that'll attract though because i probably have a friend that has one and i've already seen it so <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like the, the nissan leaf probably isn't going to get a lot of love unfortunately just because mm-hmm. it's not like a like nobody's dream car is a nissan leaf i don't th- feel like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no offense to the leaf owners but i don't know if it's a it's not necessarily a dream car for a lot of people yeah. um but some of these others, I think, will it might be split. Honestly, I don't know. I I know the, the another car that we're curious about driving is the all wheel drive version of the ID four, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to see how different it is compared to like our going on five months of ownership. That yeah. should be interesting least, to see power wise because it does yeah. have a lot more power. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like how many people are there and like how many other YouTube channels are there. Um, obviously, you know, out of spec is becoming this huge force in electric vehicle education and that's something that i think is so inspiring so i am pretty excited to meet that entire team and get a chance to interact with them yeah for sure this is a question for tyler um because mallory like says says this happens all the time she'll be like in a conversation with somebody like away from me like at work or out with friends or whatever and EVs will pop up and like she'll find herself correcting people on like notions about EVs that like are just like spread around and completely incorrect. Do you find yourself doing the same thing, Tyler, like away from Brandon? She <laughs> <laughs> looks at me. Um, I'm always around. No, I'm I'm always constantly around. lurking in the background. Yeah, right. He follows me to the office. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, it's funny. They're at work um like i started a new job over the summertime same company but uh different team and it's actually whenever we first got the id4 and people didn't realize that i drove an electric car and we went to Mm. dinner as like a group dinner and people were like asking me all these questions because you know the id4 makes that humming sound you yeah. know it's a very like ufo sciencey sound (laughs) you know at low speeds and then the next day in the office, everyone's asking me about, like, electric cars. And, you know, like, <laughs> if I hear conversations, you know, too, like, at work, I do kind of, like, correct people. I'm like, well, no, it's actually this. You know, a lot of it is, like, 
a lot of people seem to have questions on charging is like the biggest question that people have because yeah. like people are like well where do you charge I'm like well at home if we're on a road trip we use you know electrify america we can get it for free or we you know we use charge point or you know whatever is available um you know tesla can use those or they can use the supercharging network but yeah i feel like I feel like I am always correct me. I feel like I correct people on car stuff regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't but, EVs. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like EVs especially. But now that like people on my new team know that I drive electric cars, and you know we also have a Bolt, they're always asking me questions all the time. You know about stuff like, hey, I'm considering going electric. Like, what do you recommend? Or you know what charging station do you have at home? Or how do you charge? Or you know all all these factors and like <clears throat> recently because of like how cold it's been, people are like, oh, what's your range? You know, like because it's so cold. You know, we're, yeah, we're hitting winter time. So, but I do correct people <laughs> <laughs> in a positive way, of course. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found the same thing. Same kind of thing happening. Like as soon as I got my car, I'm now like friends that want to buy either teslas or or non-tesla evs are, are messaging me and asking like what's the best option here like is this a good car what options would you put on this like mm-hmm. yeah. my uncle just called me the other day and he's buying a new model x he's had a he's had a model x since like i think 2016 2017 and like is buying a new one just because it's like the range is kind of dropping a lot and he can't make the same trips he's been used to um and he's like, would you get full self-driving? Like, is this, do you want, should I get the long range or plaid? Like all these kind of option questions that are kind of yeah. more in depth, but like he still called me to ask about it. So, so that's, uh, it's been interesting for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're becoming the subject matter experts for like our friends and family. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not a bad thing. I mean, no, no, not at all. I'm just going to start charging a consultation. Fees, you know, like. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hundred bucks an hour, right? Hundred bucks an hour. <laughs> I was gonna say you you mentioned your your uh, dream car was the was it the is it the new Mazda? What was your dream car yeah, you said earlier? The new Miata. Okay, is there a dream EV out there that like you would trade anything for? Could it be? I have a dream EV that doesn't exist that I would like to exist. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> All I want is an affordable electric sports car under $50,000 mm. with at least 200 miles of range, decent DC fast charging speed. I think Tyler, you said last night we were talking about that and you said... Did you say 600, 800 kilowatts? I was, like, making up some like, number. I'm like, oh, yeah, like 600 kilowatts. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> maybe no, eventually. Maybe eventually. I just think, like, I would l- currently, I think currently my dream EV is a Taycan Sport Turismo in any trim. I love wagons. So I think that's... That or the Rivian R1T, those are like my, they're they're tied honestly, like my dream gotcha. cars. But if I could have any car, I would love an electrified Miata or mm. FRS or like Boxster or Cayman. 
mm, a car like that would be so fun electric too like oh, a little no. two-door coupe like yeah. oh my gosh yeah. like yeah. my old because i used to have an frs and that was like a super fun car to drive it wasn't very like practical but like super fun to drive <laughs> um yeah but yeah just like electrifying a car like that because again like most people are not buying that for like going to get groceries or like if they have kids like that's a fun car like it doesn't need to have yeah. 400 miles of range like throw a battery in that thing and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and sell put, it. All, put all the torque on the you know rear axle oh. that would be that would be so much fun. do some drifting <laughs> that would be fun. in the costco parking lot <laughs> i guess i could ask alex the same question back oh Ooh. Dream EV. Dream EV. I always tell people that like my my dream EV is the like car I drive because that's the car I've wanted like since high school when I knew that Tesla was making like an affordable EV is like the one I'm driving now. So I'm I'm really happy with it so far. Um, I would probably get like the new model of it if it like <laughs> if I could, but I don't know. I've I've thought about that question and I'm like the the only thing I would want uh besides this would be like the new Tesla Roadster just cuz like that is like super futuristic. I like the very like minimalist design. Like that really appeals to me. Um but they don't make it right now and it's $250,000. So <laughs> <laughs> like could I buy a house or uh deposit on the new Roadster? <laughs> One of those is a better financial decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, at the rate you, the used car market is going, if you ended up getting one, you might actually be able to sell it in a month after yeah, driving really. it. Yeah, really. Yeah. And get an even nicer house. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, wild world out there. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> what, I guess what would your – we could close with this. I feel like this will be good, good to wrap it up. What would be your advice to somebody that maybe was in your situation is very like um, – into cars likes gasoline vehicles what would you tell them that you've now been driving an ev what would you tell them to like some advice for like switching to an ev or being open to it it's a very convoluted question too so mm. <laughs> that, was, that was a good question, good question. Okay. you know we should ask all of our guests then. <laughs> like so <clears throat> the thing that i can think of too and this kind of goes back to my racing group that I'm a part of that I would drive my various cars in. We always talk about putting butts in the seats and just mm. getting you to experience whatever it is. And, you know, we, we have some friends who have never experienced an electric car until they finally did, whether it was like a Tesla or a Mach-E or even RID4. And I think until... I try to tell people my... Just think of it as another car. Don't think about what drives it. Just get in the car, get your butt in the seat, and just experience it. You know, like, doesn't matter what fuels it, whether it's, you know, hydrogen, electric, or even gas, you know, but just get your butt in the seat and experience it. I try to push people, not push people, but, like, tell them that, you know, it's okay. Like, just try it out. If you don't like it, it's fine. Yeah. But... Most of the time, people are like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I love that. Like, they love, especially, like, petrol heads, they love the instant power and torque that electric cars offer. They're like, oh, okay, like, I can go this fast now, you know? And obviously, like, we have good examples of that from Tesla, you know, like, with the plaids. 
we got to experience that, and I was like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I just put butts in the seats, let people experience that. And then I feel like if someone experiences like a true, well-rounded EV, they're going to change their mind, you know, on what they think of EVs, at least my perspective. I like it. Let's yeah. wrap it up there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. No. <laughs> I could do outros. <laughs> cool. Well, Tyler, thanks so much for being on, taking time out of your busy schedule, watching the dogs to uh, <laughs> to hop on the podcast with us. Um, looking forward to seeing both of you this weekend, too. So that, yeah. that should be a lot yeah. of fun. Super excited. Yes. We're going to get a tan in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> for four days. <laughs> And actually, before we wrap up, I just want to say, you know, for anybody who is interested in our trip to Los Angeles, make sure you check out both of our YouTube channels Mm -hmm. and uh, definitely make sure you're subscribed because there will be lots of content coming out on both of those. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I usually link all of our social media, I think, on our descriptions. So definitely like follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff because I'll be posting like I usually post stories and post tweets if it's like something cool I want to share right away. So cool sweet yeah cool cool see y'all next week